Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
recommend to you or I suggest to you. But I say, I charge. Hallelujah. I charge means that it has implications for not obeying. Amen. So, he said that I charge you by the Lord that this epistle, what is an epistle? What is an epistle? I said, what is an epistle? A letter. That this epistle be read unto only the pastors. This epistle be read to only the shepherds. Are you following me? This epistle should be read to only the AFM leaders. Or only to the church mothers. You know some people are church mothers. It says, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto what? Unto what? I say unto what? Unto all the holy brethren. So Paul, who wrote, who was writing to the Thessalonica church, said, look, I'm sending you a letter. And the letter that I'm sending to you, I don't want it to be read only among the group of elders. Don't read the letter only among the shepherds. Okay? As some churches do. But as I am the apostle, the thing I am writing to you, gather the whole church and read it to them. All the holy brethren. So, just by even trying to understand it, it means that the only reason why somebody should not hear this letter is if the person is not holy. So if you are not holy, you can decide not to hear it. It means that for the next few weeks, don't come to church if you are not holy. Because I'm going, to read the, I'm going to read the letter. So if you are not holy, then for the next few weeks, you can stay home. So if we don't see you in church for the next few weeks, then we know that you are not holy. <laughs> Hallelujah. All the holy brethren. Do I have some holy brothers here? I said, do I have some holy brethren here? Yeah. Some of you, even the way your hands went up, you are not sure. <laughs> you never say whether you are holy or not. Because only thou knowest where you have been last night. <laughs> holy brethren. Hallelujah. It says, this letter be written. Be read. Amen. Are you hearing me? And it's a letter written by Paul. To the church that he started. Hallelujah. And that is why we are going to do this. This is one of the letters written by our bishop. Hallelujah. Yeah. One of the letters. And for the next six weeks, we will be reading this epistle. So that's why we call it Feeding. Feeding 527. Hallelujah. And why a book? You know? I'll tell you some more things about the book. Are you spiritual? Are you spiritual? Or are you interested in spiritual things? See, one of the revelations that Bishop shared with us, you must know that God is not spiritual. No. God is not spiritual. Nope. If you ever think God is spiritual, you are wrong. God is not spiritual. There's no way in the Bible that Bible says that God is, God is spiritual. No. What a shock. I said, what a shock. No. God is not spiritual. God is a spirit. There are two different things. God is a spirit, not spiritual. Spiritual means that you have some, another form. And then you are beginning to put on something. But God is it's a spirit. God is a spirit. That's how he is. He is actually a spirit. God is, is not. He's a spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's the difference. God is not trying to become spiritual. God is not trying to become spiritual. He is a spirit. Hallelujah. That means there is no real image of God. 
there's no real image of God in the sense that nobody can draw God. You cannot make an artistic impression of God. Are you hearing me? That's why he warned them, that shall not make no graven image. Because I, I, if I tell you to draw God, how will you draw him? Yes, sir. So he said, make no graven image. Hallelujah. Yeah. You cannot draw God because he's a spirit. He is a spirit. He is a spirit. Hallelujah. And I don't know how you can draw a spirit. How can you draw a spirit? Draw a spirit. What color? Blue, green, yellow? White? Or you make a smoke. There's a spirit. A spirit is not a smoke. Hallelujah. So we don't really know his form. No, we don't know his form. We don't know his form. That's a face. How his face looks, we don't know. How his backside looks, we don't know. We don't know. Hallelujah. And even when you read the book of Revelation, you know, let, let me show you. Go to Revelation. Because Revelation, Revelation chapter 4, maybe verse 20 something. The book of Revelation, chapter 4. We'll go to the last few verses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he said, immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. That's all one. Continue. I mean, go to the last verses, like towards the end. Of that, of that chapter. Towards the end of that chapter. Quickly, please. No. Is that the last verse? The last verse, yes. Okay, the one before. And the angel tries the circle. Da, 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 da. What are you reading? No, no, no. Revelation chapter 4, you are on 14. My goodness. <laughs> Place. You better be good at your job, otherwise you shall be replaced. Yeah. You see, it talks about the four and the twenty elders. I'm talking about God. The four, the four and the twenty elders fell down before him, that sat on the throne, and worshipped him, that lived forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Let's quickly read. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were created. And I saw, you see, ha, come back. You see, verse 4 talks about who was on the throne. But it didn't describe the thing. All they said that there were 24 elders. Hello, hello, are you here with me? Who were bound down and worshipping. Then chapter 5. Say that even though the figure was not described, one thing I saw about the person on the throne was that he had a right hand. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? He had a right hand. Whatever that figure was, had a right hand. And I saw in the right of him, the right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book. I will say a book. When God, God he's talking about Revelation is a picture of heaven. And he said that when I got near the throne of God, I saw angels worshipping. I saw four and twenty-four elders. And there was a being on the throne who really is not described. But all that I can say that whatever was sitting on the throne had a right hand. And in that hand was not a laptop. It wasn't a makeup. It wasn't a shoe. It wasn't an iPhone. It was what? I said it was what? I said it was what? Yeah. In his right hand was a book. Hallelujah. That means that for those of us who don't like books, even God has books in the right hand. <laughs> it's a message. 
thing you have in your right hand is an iPhone, iPad, videos, but no book. Hallelujah. I saw in his right hand what? I said, I saw in his right hand what? Look, a book is powerful. Amen. Yeah. A book. The pastor who came to preach to us on Tuesday, Reverend Jimmy, he didn't tell, he didn't tell his testimony. Reverend Jimmy, Mac, Jimmy, okay, Reverend Jimmy, who came to preach to us, he had a church in Kenya that was struggling. He didn't even know what to do. Then one day, somebody introduced him to a book. A book. And that book was Mega Church. Mega Church written by Bishop, written by Dagwood Mills. So he said, when he saw the book, he said, hmm, I have only 10 members in my church and I'm struggling. He began to eat the book. Read the book. Implement it one by one. The last time he was there, he had almost like 800 members in his church from a book. So don't downplay the power of a book. Hallelujah. I said, because some of us say, <laughs> like they say, I hope it's not true with you, but like they say, I hope it's not true. If you want to hide something from a black man, they say, why should you hide it? They say, why should I hide it? It's very unfortunate, but may that not be your story. I say, may that not be your story. Because if you put it in, if you put it in music, they'll find it. You put it in CD, they'll find it. But put it in a book. Hallelujah. May that not be your story. Amen. Hallelujah. In a book. And then, I'll show you more. In Habakkuk, go and read this. I think Habakkuk chapter 2. Let's look at Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. Habakkuk. Old Testament prophets. Today I'm showing you the importance of reading. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that God didn't have a DVD in his right hand by the book? So those of you who are used to watching movies instead of reading. <laughs> Hallelujah. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. I will stand upon my watch. And set me upon the tower. And will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. I will watch. Verse 2. And the Lord answered me. Everybody say the Lord answered me. Say the Lord answered me. And this is the answer. And said write the vision. Do what? I said do what? I said, do what? Yeah. Write the vision. Hallelujah. Write the vision and make it plain upon what? Make it plain upon what? That he may run. That do it what? You're not reading with me. That he may run. That do it what? That he may run. That do it what? I would say read. read. Say read. read. I say read. read. Listen, I'm explaining this verse to you. If you don't get anything at all from today, remember. He said that he may run. He may run. That readeth it. It means that people who read, run. The only reason why you are not making progress, you are slow because you don't read. Because readers run. If you want to run, read. If you want to move faster, read. That he may run. That he may run. That he may run. That readeth it. It means those who read in life, run. The reason why you are too slow, that everything is slow, you are not making progress, is because you are not reading. Readers run. That he may run, that read it. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. So if you want to run, what do you do? I say, if you want to run, what do you do? I say, if you want to run, what do you do? 
in every area of life, I'm telling you. Oh, run. See, to run means you are ahead. Is it? In life, there are those who are sitting. There are those who are standing. There are those who are walking. Those who are crawling. And those who are running. And the running group are the reading group. That he may run. That readeth it. Hallelujah. Because when you run, you get, when you read, you see, when you read, you get revelations. You get insights. And that puts you ahead. Hallelujah. You may run. I see you running. I say, I see you running. You see, by this prophecy, you don't claim it to. It means that I am telling you that This is not this is not that I receive. This one, I when I say I see you running, it means, it means I am expecting you to go and start reading. Even in, even in the secular life, who are those who read? When was the last time you saw a, a Kenke seller reading a journal? Somebody who sells Kenke. He's reading. New York Times. I can't get reading New York Times. Have you seen one before? Huh? And, uh, can't get He's reading New York Times. Have you seen one before? <laughs> <You can't... laughs> that may be the only reason. Even that he won't read. Yeah. But when you go to those who are ahead, if you go to a lawyer's office, what do you see? I say, if you go to a lawyer's what do you see? If you go to a doctor's office, what do you see? I say, when you go to the doctor, what do you see? Yeah. Always. Always. But if you like, go to the guy who plowed the snow in your neighborhood, in your office. Oh, yeah. That he may run. That he may run. The more you read, the faster you run. The more you read, the faster you run. The more you read, I don't know what is it. So, please, I, I beg you, those of us who have decided that we are too old to read. It's also a message. Some of you have closed up your mind. I am too old to read. You have decided not to read. You are too old to read. Yeah. And you're only like 26. Now, let me tell you something. Readers run. Hallelujah. I said, readers what? I said, readers what? You want to run, do what? I said, you want to run, do what? Please read. Read. I beg you, read. Read. Anything you want is in a book. Hallelujah. Some of us, we have allergies to reading. As soon as they say you open a book, no, your sleeping, it's like a sleeping tablet. I like you to read it. But I cancel every sleep aversion. Anything that has not made you a reader, I rebuke it. You will read. I say you will read. I say you will read. I've shown the evidence. You listen to even, even when you, that's why you have to read biographies. That's why you have to read biographies. When you listen to even all the great ladies, Nelson Mandela, all the, when they were in prison, one of the things that they do a lot, they all said what? They all said what? The pastors of read, read is read. Some of you don't even can say the pastors. Because you don't read, you don't know what the pastor of read is read. <laughs> They what? You don't say they read. They what? Your English weren't good at that time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. No, no. Nelson Mandela. All the great men, they tell you one of the things that they do as part of their routine was reading. Hallelujah. 
So unless you don't want to run in life and you want to be at where you are, then stop reading. Anything you have, you have to read. Hallelujah. That they may run. That they may run. Hallelujah. Listen. The, the fact that God was holding a book in his hand, it's a message to the world. In his right hand was a book. It's a message to the world. Hallelujah. That books are valuable. And the earlier we begin to treasure books, the better. Hallelujah. Yeah. How many are going to read? I don't care whether you have a nursing baby. You can read. Yes, you can. You can. Even once you are nursing your baby, you can read. This thing that I'm too busy, I'm too old to read. Hallelujah. You can read. Tell anybody you can read. Tell anybody you can read. So start reading. You see, this is even but I'm I'm just giving you a lesson on how to go ahead in life. He may run. He may run. He may run. He may run. That read it. It means that on any topic that you begin to read, you will run in it. Hallelujah. Some of you have CMEs to write. You have some of you have even um, you have like your your workplace. You have promotion exam that you have to write, but you keep on push, postponing it because you don't want to read. Today, I cancel that postponement in Jesus' name. That's why you are at the same level. You, you are not being promoted. You have been there for a long time. And they, they say this is the exam. Continuously, if you pass this exam, you will move to the, your page, but, and you know. <laughs> I'm preaching. You have been at the same job for five years, ten years, and there is an exam. Mercy. <laughs> there is a board you have to write. I'm preaching. But you are refusing to read. And small, small girls are coming from behind you. And they are passing you. Because they are running. And you are sitting down. But from today, when you go home, that's the book and start reading. I said that he may run. Look, I'm preaching to you as your pro- pastor and your prophet. Go and take that exam again. You have postponed it for too long. I speak by the prophecy. It's too long. <laughs> yeah. You only hear it by the prophecy. Go and take You have postponed it for too long. You see, and the reason why you have postponed it is because you don't want to read. You see, it has not, I'm sure it has nothing to do with your intelligence. You are intelligent enough to be there. You have the IQ enough to be there. So it has nothing to do with your intelligence. It is all due to your refusal to read. Because I speak to you that when you take the book and you read, you will go ahead. Ask your neighbor, is it you the man is prophesying to? Prophecy. You see, what I'm teaching is actually prophecy. Hallelujah. I don't have to say, that said the Lord. I saw that you were stuck in the hole and you didn't go forward because there were so many cobwebs. No, no, no. I am telling the Spirit of the Lord is saying that, listen to me, run and therefore begin reading. Hallelujah. If you want to run, read. You're not too old. You are not too old to read. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Father, thank you. I pray for those who up until now have put it off. It's too difficult. It's too busy. I don't have the time. Father, to this afternoon, I cancel those excuses Amen. and release the spirit of the reader Amen. that they may run. That they may run. Father, they will not be stuck wherever they are. They will not be stuck wherever they are. I push them to run forward as they read. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So, for a few moments, we're going to close very soon because we have a memorial service. You know, I'm talking about uh, this book, which is called The Art of Ministry. Okay? I've been teaching you about the art of ministry. And once again, you know, when you hear of something about the art of something, okay? When you hear about the art of something, like the art of cooking, okay? It means the skill. Hallelujah. When you hear the art of cooking, it means the skill. The art of preaching, the skill. The art of dressing, the skill. It means that some people are skilled in it. For example, cooking. Cooking. Not everybody's a, not everybody's a good cook. I have known by experience. <laughs> Hallelujah. That not everyone is a good cook. At all. Hallelujah. Because you give the same people the same ingredient. Rice. You give them you give the same ingredient. Tomatoes, pepper, onions, fish. And some of them, when they put it together. You now, when you are eating, you know that this is cooked food. You can tell that this is stew that has been made. Another person to the same ingredient. You can't tell whether it's soup or stew. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. It's an art. I say it's an art. Some people are good at the art of cooking. The skill. But some of you too. I mean, jollof. You know jollof? Jollof rice. How many here know jollof rice? Yeah, jollof. I mean, some people are good at jollof. Some too, when they make the jollof, you ask whether. I say it's an art. I say it's an art. The art of cooking. The art of putting things together. You make stew. I mean, I mean, by the time you finish chewing the meat, you need to go to and see a dentist. <laughs> oh. You need a dentist. dentist. You you may need a root canal. <laughs> you don't know how to cook, I'm telling you. I am telling them. You don't know how to cook. I'm saying it. You don't know how to cook. And instead of learning, you are refusing to learn. And then when you are, when you married, your husband visits you, you go and buy food for your husband. You don't know how to cook. of cooking. And that, you, see, you watch a skilled cook. Cut this, cut this, cut this. Mix it this way. But when your mother is cooking, you are, in the, you are watching video games. That's why you can cook. <laughs> and she stay right there. Yeah. Yeah. Art of cooking. It's an art. It's a skill. Hallelujah. And I tell you, I am very blessed because my mother was a good cook. And when I married my wife, she was even a better cook. 
When my wife makes jollof, you know, you know that. Hey! So next time I visit you and you are making jollof, remember the standard by which I'm coming. <laughs> because I visited someone, the person gave me jollof. I said, hey! It's like chewing gravels. They don't know that I am coming from a jollof house. When you unite, the thing is juicy. Juicy, you can see that. Ah! So, next time I visit you, don't, don't make me jollof because the standards are very high. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah. Out of cooking. You see, it's a skill. Amen. The art of, the, the art of makeup. The art of makeup. Makeup is a skill. I say makeup is a skill. Some people are good makeup artists. I was saying this morning, they can even make a chimpanzee look like a beauty queen. <laughs> I said they can turn a chimpanzee into a beauty queen. I mean, you know, by the time you finish, they know how to apply the makeup. It's a skill. Oh, I mean, everything is smooth. Foundation, this, that, that, then they will do this. Say, hey! Uh, uh, it's, it's, no, it's not. You see, it has nothing to do with the product. You can go to the same counter and buy the same product, but you don't have the skill. I'm preaching. Some people, it's not. By the time they'll finish, you know that, yeah. Everything is smooth. But there's one lady, you know, in this church. When you see her, the person looks like a door. I mean, like a door. I mean, Smooth, you can't even see one single wrinkle. Everything so nicely applied. Yeah, it's a skill. Yeah, it's a skill. That is why there was a, recently there was some some news article in uh, in I think it was, uh, India or in Egypt where the man was suing the wife. Yeah, the man was suing the, the wife for deception. Oh yeah, it was the news. Oh. Is it, it up. He was suing the wife for deception. Because before they got married, every time you see the wife, makeup. Smooth. She was, she had the skill of her makeup. So after they got married, and they went home and she washed her face, she said, hey! <coughs> this is a lawsuit for deception. <laughs> trauma. <laughs> it was an emotional trauma. I mean, that's how much he was traumatized. <laughs> now, this one was super emotional trauma. Yeah. Huh. Deception. Yeah. And, and true, when, when you see the picture, she, she had the skill. You see, I mean, to convert that chimpanzee-like face <laughs> into that oh, the guy was totally deceived by Zanat makes up make a difference hallelujah and from time and, and you need to you need to know how to make do makeups sisters learn how to do makeups I'm preaching to you just learn how to do makeups because as you age it becomes necessary <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a message. As you age, it becomes necessary. 
<laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. It's a lot. Anyway, let me continue my message. No, it goes this way. And I've heard so many, especially the fancy women say it. My grandmother used to say it, and my mother used to say it. I don't know, I don't know how to translate it in the English language, but it's a fun, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I should say it in literally. And what, my grandma said, I don't know, I'm, it's a fun thing, it's a local language in Ghana. <laughs> like, as you are growing, you are getting uglier. So, the only way to look good as you grow is to learn how to do makeup. Some people are good. Hallelujah. Is that not? Is that not? Is that not? Even the art of writing. Some people write very well. Do you get it? But I'm talking about the, the art of, what I'm talking today about is the art of ministry. Hallelujah. Let me finish my message by saying that look, if there is anybody who has proven by his life in today that he is skilled in ministry. Okay? I'm not talking, see, some people give themselves titles. Professors and so. Doctors and so. It's not by titles. It's, it's about your works. You shall know them by their works. You shall know them by their fruits. If there's one person that we all can say that by his life, he has proven that he understands ministry. And by ministry, I mean ministry simply means working for God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ministry means what? I say ministry means what? So when you are working at AT&T, Bank of America, Beth Israel, no, that's not ministry. You are working for secular work. But ministry means what? How many of you want to work for God? I say, how many of you want to work for God? The rest of you, you keep Working for God. Ministry means working for God. And I can tell you something. Who you work for is important. Oh yeah. Look. I'll tell you a secret. Don't tell anybody. You see. In America. In this America. One of the things. After you've been here for a while. You must understand that. You must know how to work smart, not hard, but work smart. I'm giving you a revelation. In America, you are rewarded by working smart, not working hard. Agree? Uh-huh. You are young, so you don't understand. After church, come and see me, I'll explain to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, in this country, the reward is based on smart work, not hard work. If you're interested, come and see me after church. I'll explain to you. And I'll show you how to work smart. I will show you how to work smart. So, because you are rewarded in America. No, 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 not in other countries. No, 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 not in other countries. Especially here. The reward is based on smart work, not hard work. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the art of ministry. Many people say they do. See, ministry means working for God. And like I said, who you work for is important. Who you work for is what? Because your paycheck is dependent on who you work for. Hallelujah. Your paycheck is dependent on who you work for. And if you learn how to work for God, well, your boss can only give you dollars. Your boss cannot pay you a new hat. Your boss cannot give you a new lung. He cannot give you a new kidney. But God can give you that. God can pay you things that money cannot buy. Hallelujah. So we are talking about that art of ministry, the skill to work in ministry, then it is better to go for somebody who has proven by his life. Hallelujah. Are you here with me, church? In today's world, I'm not talking about Ghana, Africa. In today's world, if you are talking about people who understand ministry and has been able to encourage people to work for God and by his life has demonstrated that 
everybody can work for God and has built churches. As we are mentioning all the other places that they are viable churches, then there is one man that we can all point to and that is Daggy Ward Mills. Yeah. It is documented. I was even reading a church growth program globally. By, they were having a church, church growth program globally by Joyce Meyer, TDJs, and they have recommended textbooks. Just like if you are doing nursing, they have recommended. They have recommended textbooks. And they recommended, we do it, five of them, three of them were from Bishop Dagwood Mills. Well established that if you are talking about ministry, hallelujah, the opportunity to work for God so that God can pay you with a new life, a new kidney, peace, health, prosperity, the blessings of the Lord, they are rich and they added no sorrow. Then learn to do work for God. Hallelujah. And I'm sure, you know why I'm talking about this book? Because you must, the arts, the arts, because not everybody knows how to work. Some people are very bad workers. Some people are very, very bad workers. Hallelujah. Have you worked with a, a colleague who is bad before? Hmm? Have you worked with a bad worker before? Yes. How do you feel? Terrible. Yeah. Oh, if, how do you feel? Annoyed. Annoyed is the word. I recently, I mean, I, I, I work with a group of people. Now, I remember, you know, I work with a group of nurses, doctors, and other And I remember one, some of them, one particular lady. I mean, just, she, she is terrible. She, every patient that you see, you have to go over it again. Double work. And, but, you see, she covers it with niceness. Let them say, can I get some coffee for you? I don't need coffee. Do the work. Just do the work. <laughs> I'm going for lunch break. Anybody needs coffee? Anybody needs coffee? I don't need coffee. See the patient so that the patient can go. I don't need coffee. Like I was saying, the, like I was saying the first service, on our way from on my way from Memphis, I changed in Atlanta. And I wanted to change my ticket because I wanted to catch an earlier flight. When I go to the, the Delta station, I went to one station. The lady, very nice, very pleasant, sad nothing. Hello. <laughs> what do you want to do? Okay, you go to a New York. Oh, I like New York. It's such a nice city. How's the weather there? Hello. So, what can I do? So, oh, please, I want to change my ticket. Okay, what is your name? Then I said, oh, see, Mr. Oh, see, okay? Just a minute, just a minute. <laughs> what did you say the name is again? Oh, see? Oh, so how was your flight? Everything was okay? Very pleasant. I'm sorry, Mr. Oh, see, I'm sorry. The computer, I can't do it. I, 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 I seem not to be able to find it. You know, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Very nice. But you couldn't do the work. Then she pointed to another desk. So I went there. Even before I got there, I'm telling a true story. The lady was there. What do you want? your seat number. I'm telling you. I'm t- that's true. So, and as I was coming, I, I got the revelation. What do you want? A nice but inefficient worker. And a nasty but efficient worker. Which one do you like? <laughs> I'm asking you a question. Which one will you choose? Nice but inefficient. Nasty but what? You will take that one. At least they got a job done. And that's what I said. I said among the two ladies, I would prefer the nasty but efficient because I want work to be done. Hallelujah. The ideal thing is nice and efficient. But they, they are not, most, people, most people are not like that. But between the two, 
Hallelujah. So I'm not talking about just doing the work, but doing it well. I said, by do what? Doing it well. And just as you want a good worker, God also wants a good worker. That is why it is important that everybody understand the art of ministry. How to work for God better. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So what you're saying is true. There's nothing more annoying than to work with an inefficient worker. Do you know how it is? It's like, have you had that before? Again, huh? It's like pulling my hair out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, it's true. I do it all the time. It's like, ah, just see the one resident, just see the patient. Every patient you see, I have to go back. I have to sit down. They're actually a liability. To you, they, they have a liability. They become a, you become, follow them. You're actually a liability. A bad worker is a liability. So you are better off the person not coming, right? Just sit down. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to work for God, don't be a liability. Because unfortunately, some pastors are a liability. I'm preaching. Some pastors are a liability to God. That God is saying, ah, this person, I wish he does not even preach. But may you be an efficient worker. I say, may you be an efficient worker. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? So, like everything else, I was telling the first service. A good student has the material. A good student has the material. You cannot be a good student only if you hear. You must have the material. Hallelujah. So I'm being honest with you. How many want to work well for God? You don't want to become a liability. Then you need the material. Hallelujah. And as for Lighthouse, our ministry has not been for profit. We sell materials at cost. Okay? So that we can continue producing. So, because the reason I'm saying that is that for the next six weeks, I will be teaching you from this book. And I'd rather you have the book yourself so that you'll be like those in Berea who, after they have heard Paul preach, they went back to, the, to search. Amen. So, rather, give me the books. Everybody, oh, look. And yet, by force, if you don't want to be a good worker, it's not. Don't squeeze your face at me. <laughs> ah, please, if you want one, just lift up your hand. You want to be a good worker, fine. It's not force. Please. You want to know. You want to be a good worker. It's $15, right? $15, Just in case you don't know. $15, please. Cash and carry. I'm closing. I believe I have preached enough to you. I have preached enough to you. Let's describe a bad worker. Melissa said, what do you say? Melissa said, a bad worker is like pulling your hair. Let's say it's like, a, a person is a liability. And as for me, I don't know how to describe them. At, at one time, I told one of the ladies, shut up, shut up and get out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please, Rhoda, hurry, hurry up. More hands. Help her, help her. Because I'm going to preach so that you can be a good worker. God will pay you. Do with me. Some pastors, they are actually a liability to the gospel. The way they behave. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, can you, listen to me. Some pastors are liability. Can you believe that you are, you are building a church? And the church is called... Uh, what's the name? Honey and breast. <laughs> it's true. No, I'm not lying. It is called Honey and Breast Ministry International. Oh, you think I'm joking? Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. It is called Honey and, and please look at me, I'm preaching. It's called Honey and Breast Ministry International. And the, the doctrine of that gospel that Demons reside in the breast of women. So if you have any oppression, any demonic attack, when you come, you come and see the pastor. Then you take off then your breast. Now I'll be looking at it. Then I'll be squeezing the demons out. <laughs> no, it's okay. Can you believe it? And can you believe people go to that church? Do you have any demons? 
Anything troubling you? Come. I will deliver you. And the pastor has no assistant. He's the only person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. What a liability. Hallelujah. Please, quickly. Don't you see it's a liability? Hallelujah. But let us preach the true gospel. I say, let us preach the true gospel. And God, as, Rhoda, have you finished? Anybody else? Anybody else? Please lift up your hand quickly. I want everybody to get the book. If you want to run what? So if you refuse to buy a book, it's a... <laughs> it's, if you have the Macarius, it's there. It's number 19. Number 19, the Macarius. So if you have the Macarius, you're good. And don't just, don't just buy the book. Read it. Please, you have a few more minutes to start the memorial service. So, hurry up. Powerful. Amen. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We thank you for your word. You said that he that readeth me run. Father, may we be those who run. May we run faster. May we run ahead. May we always be readers. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com. 